A near two-hour rain delay foreshadowed a torrential downpour of runs from the Mariners' offense. Our thoughts following the win coming up here on the Locked On Mariners <laughs> postgame show. Colby, <laughs> he gets it. Colby, <laughs> hit, it. hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're a jerk. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. This is Tidey Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mirrors postgame show brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. And the Mariners, folks have won by a score of 13 to 1. We got a lot to cover. More great offense, really nice start from Logan Gilbert. There's a lot to talk about. Let's talk about this offense, though. Season high, 13 runs tonight. Five Mariners hitters who started tonight finished with a multi-hit game. Three of them, Teoscar Hernandez, Ty France and Eugenio Suarez all each finished with three hits on the night. I think it was like 16 or 17 hard hit balls, something crazy like that. They just smoked one of the best teams in baseball, uh, one of the best bullpens in baseball. They already had this game in hand, six to one, and then they got to the eighth inning and dropped a seven piece on this Orioles bullpen. It was a hell of a lot of fun and felt like a culmination of what we've kind of seen from this offense since June 6th. We've had these, you know, hiccups here, isolated hiccups here and there, obviously the first two games in New York, et cetera, but the mirrors for now seem like they're back on the horse and hopefully they can keep it going. But uh, what'd you see out of this offense tonight, Colby? It was okay. Yeah. I mean, like it's pretty decent. 51 and a half percent hard hit rate, you know, decent i guess yeah, it's, it's all right yeah um i mean they of course they could have scored 14 runs yeah uh, yeah five uh five uh, mariners hitters had multiple hard hit balls tonight uh gino had four yeah. uh himself uh none of them were home runs which i mean sure because of course why not um but yeah obviously the offense was great tonight kind of with the exception of the top two hitters in the Mariners lineup, Jared Kalnick and Julio Rodriguez were not very good. Although ironically they did sport the exact same box score one for five. They each scored a run. They each had an RBI. They each had a walk and they each struck out three times. Not idea, especially not ideal when you consider, especially that the rest of the Mariners lineup struck out four times combined tonight. So yeah, that's not great. Julio kind of doing this, taking a few steps back the last few days. Jared continues to really struggle. Um, and, you know, he also had an error earlier in this game, which didn't end up costing the Mariners anything. But, uh, 
yeah, it uh, it was not a good night for the top two guys in the lineup. But Ty France went three for four. Teoscar Hernandez went three for five, including another straightaway home, straightaway center field home run, his second in a row. Again, Teoscar kind of back in the AL East, back in the old stomping grounds, but he is really, uh, you know, he's really hitting the ball hard, uh, you know, recently. And, and really it's been since the middle of May. Teoscar has looked like Teoscar Hernandez. And we talked about this on today's earlier show, which you guys should go listen to. There's fun trade talk in that one. Um, Teoscar's slash line is slowly but surely getting to what it was last year. And remember what it was last year was like legitimate all-star quality bat. Mm-hmm. And that was a somewhat down year for Teoscar. So there is still a lot more to go. But it's just I've got the updated how- slash line, by the way, real quick. Okay. Uh, two, 263, 04, 456. That's a 112 WRC plus now. I jumping right. up from 107 entering today. Uh, he's about again, 10th. He was, oh god. Yeah, he he was 267, 316, 491 with a 129 WRC plus last year. Yeah. So and the power is coming in bunches right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, uh, no, no, sorry, I thought he walked, which is always breaking news. We got to make sure when Teoscar walks, we have to mention it. Um, right. But that was not tonight. Uh, Cal Raleigh again, another pretty solid game after the uh, the game he had in New York. Uh, so hopefully he's starting to turn things around. And again, Gino Suarez just fantastic night, three for five, three RBI, only struck out once, four hard hit balls. Tom Murphy did his thing, getting a start against righty, and he absolutely crushed it. Not even you know Mount Camden or whatever they call it could contain his his home run, um, which was very impressive. That's and a hey, rare feat. That's a rare yeah, feat nowadays. Yeah, it is. And hey, you know what? Colton Wong, one for four RBI. Like, let's go. Two game hitting streak for Colton Wong. He's reached base on a misplay by Adam Frazier. Chills. Counts as a hit. Boom. Yeah. Uh, Chills. So yeah, yeah. So uh, it was really, uh, it was really a fun night. Like you said, every Mariner starter got at least a hit. Mm. Um, you know, and again, only ten strikeouts. Uh, six of them came from two guys. So that's a really good number. You'll take it every time. Uh, and they also drew three walks, which is nice. You know, two home runs, three walks, only 10 strikeouts. You're going to win a lot of games with that, with that type of formula. And, uh, the Mariners offense again, uh, it's amazing, right? We talked about this. You just need Teoscar Hernandez to be Teoscar Hernandez. You just need Gino Suarez to be Gino Suarez. You just need Cal Raleigh to be Cal Raleigh. You just need Julio to be Julio. And if even two or three of those things happen, this offense could be top 10 uh, in baseball. The lineup is that deep. And unfortunately, kind of the biggest one isn't happening right now. Julio is, you know, in this kind of back and forth thing he's going, he's got going on right now. But Gino and Teoscar have been fantastic the last few weeks. Um, Teoscar extends even further and Cal Raleigh has strung together a couple nice games. Hopefully he can keep that going because Raleigh is a big left-handed power bat that the Mariners would love to have more consistently, uh, show up more consistently than he is, especially with Kalnick struggling, uh, as he is. The most impressive thing about this whole game for me is the fact that they only hit two home runs and those two home runs resulted in just three of the 13 runs tonight. They were moving the line. Uh, Mm -hmm. they had what back to back to back to back to back to back RBI singles in that eighth I think, inning. <laughs> I think six straight RBI singles with two outs in the Yeah. The, the Mariners posted the a video of all of them on yeah, uh, yeah. on yeah, Twitter. Sure. Yeah. Um right. just a great night. Just a great night for this offense and doing it in a multitude of ways. And 
yeah, you mentioned, you know, Gino, right? Like, just so nice to see the hard-hit balls finally find some grass for him, find yeah. their way over the wall, you know, hopefully a little bit more so in the in the future here. Um, because he's just, he's been hitting the hell out of the ball the last two to three weeks, and he's just had such bad luck on that front. And, um, yeah, n- now for him to to be rewarded on that front is really nice, so. Uh yeah, just overall a great night for this uh for this Mariners offense. Just how could you not have a, a ton of fun watching them tonight? And uh hopefully they keep it going. Um, you know, one more win and they get that five hundred road trip that we said that they needed. So just gotta win one of the next two. And I would consider this road trip, despite how poorly it started, a success overall. So Yeah. Um, by the way, <laughs> fun little note. Uh Tom Murphy would have had a second home run in tonight's game in 24 of the 30 ballparks. Uh, his uh, was a ninth inning double 109 off the bat, 406 feet. It would have been a home run in everywhere except for Camden, Fenway, Coors Field, Minute Maid, believe it or not, uh, Kaufman and PNC Park. That's Tom Murphy was fantastic tonight. He probably gets the game ball, but uh, I think Gino's right there. And, uh, you know, obviously, we're, I'm sure we're about to talk about Logan. He was pretty good tonight as well. Logan was sensational tonight. Yes, we mm-hmm. are going to talk about him. And all right, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about him in just a moment. But first, a reminder of this episode of the Lockdown. You're something tonight. This episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. From which team goes home happy to the result of the very first pitch, you can bet on everything with FanDuel. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner, Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 13-1 to win over the Baltimore Orioles. You can catch the rest of the series on the Mayor's Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And sailors, you know what's coming up on Monday. It's Mailbag Monday. Get us your questions. Get them to us on Twitter. Get them to us via email, LockedOnMarriers at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about on Monday's episode. Quit with the eye roll. People love the sailor thing. Just admit defeat. Just admit it. Just admit no. that it's over. I won. I have the high ground. That only really matters if you think you're Obi-Wan, and we both know if anybody's Obi-Wan, it's me. Speaking of people having the high ground, Logan Gilbert had the high ground all night long against this. <laughs> there we go. Just can, can you just go be ahead, supportive for yeah. once? You got this, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> Logan Gilbert, seven innings pitch, it's two hits allowed. One earned run on a solo home run from Anthony Santander. He had returned, or he retired 14 in a row uh, before that home run from Santander. Uh, just what, seven hard hit balls? Five, six, seven, eight hard hit balls tonight for Gilbert. Um, just five strikeouts, one walk. Um, not really, you know, 
crazy game on that front. But uh, overall, just a really good start from Gilbert. What did you see out of him tonight? Yeah, started a little concerning. Uh, Leadoff walk, all of his misses were to the arm side. He piped a slider that was a foul ball that Kelnick dropped. Um, But yeah, after the first hitter, you're sitting there going, this looks a lot like the Logan Gilbert we've we've seen the last few times out. Then he gets kind of a a lucky double play. Uh, The runner moves Caballero, who's covering the bag, straight onto the base uh, to turn an easy double play. And he just kind of rolled from there. Uh, you know, in the past, we've seen Gilbert really dominate with just two pitches. We've also seen him kind of go with a kitchen sink philosophy that has worked in the past as well. Tonight was much more uh, kitchen sink uh, than anything else. It was, you know, 32% fastball, 29% slider, 22% split, 17% knuckle curve. So a true four pitch mix tonight. Um, you know, the fastball, only one whiff on that pitch tonight. Uh, that's not a great number for him. He's still kind of trying to find that. Um, we saw him miss arm side with that when he did miss, and, and that's a bit of an issue. Um, but when you look at the splitter, uh, he got five whiffs on 11 swings on the splitter. Um, that's that's a really good number for him. That's 45%. That's exactly what you want uh, lefties to swing at is that splitter. Um, and, yeah, you know, he was able to throw the fastball for strikes, obviously. He also, uh, you know, 27 sliders, seven called strikes uh, 16 swings. So you can do the math on that. That's a lot of strikes with the slider. It allowed him to get deep in this game. Um, it allowed him to keep his pitch count down and, and he just had Baltimore completely tied up and and they had no idea what, what pitch was coming next. It was a, um, like I said, it's a Gilbert that we've seen before. We've seen him deploy this kind of kitchen sink strategy before, but it's very rare. We've only seen it once or twice. Um, and you know, it just happens both times. It, it worked out pretty well. So, uh, we'll see, you know, if Logan makes another adjustment off of today's start, um, or if he likes where he's at right now, the splitter, uh, though, was kind of the pitch of the night. Um, and he just dominated with it. Uh, slider was, was pretty good fastball. Not great tonight. Uh, just in terms of command, uh, velocity was actually up almost a, a mile and a half. So, uh, he was throwing hard tonight, but not quite the command you want with the fastball to get the strikeouts, but the slider and the splitter were both above average tonight. And, and he was, you know, you only walked one guy. So uh, that's, that's going to work a lot. And Baltimore is a good lineup uh, and Gilbert handled him rather easily. So it was an impressive night for Logan Gilbert. Yeah. They weren't even really able to get any sort of a threat put together against him tonight. Just three hits. Yeah. Um, and again, just the one walk on top of that as well. So, uh, just not a lot of action for the Orioles on the base pass tonight, and that's what you have to do to stop them. Um, yeah. Because you know this is a a great bullpen for Baltimore, not a great rotation though. You can get to these guys, but you got to be able to fend off this this offense with guys like Adley Rutschman and Anthony Santander. It's a it's a tall task, and and Gilbert was able to meet that challenge and then some uh, tonight. Uh, Bryce Miller going on the bump for the Mariners tomorrow against uh, Dean Kramer. And then on Sunday, you got George Kirby and the uh, Orioles have an announced a starter uh, for that one. So, um, you know, you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast, by the way. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 13-1 win over the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, and uh, you can catch the rest of the series on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, so, Colby, what are your expectations for the, uh, the next two games with uh, Miller and, and Kirby set to go for the Yems? Yeah, you know, hopefully they can uh, they can keep their teams in the game and, and you can hand it off to a bullpen that 
uh, as we know, is pretty darn good, but also pretty, pretty good, well rested um, after uh, the last few nights where they could kind of just, you know, I, I don't want to say they could throw their mop up guys, but the starters go, you know, and they do their job. And then it, it's a lot of uh, low stress pitches, let's call them uh, from the bullpen the last two days. So the bullpen's in really good shape. You, you got to the, you got to the middle of a Baltimore's bullpen today. You didn't get to the back end, which is fine. They weren't going to waste their back back end guys, but you know, they had to cover five innings uh, tonight, uh, which uh, six innings tonight. Mm. Um, so that's well five. And then Lester came in and got the last one, but they had to cover five innings tonight that could play over the next few days. So from Kirby and Miller, you want to see them establish the fastball. Um, you want to see them have a, a secondary pitch. This is a team that we saw tonight, uh, if you can kind of mix it up, if you can pitch counter to the to the traditional scout, scouting report, you can slow them down. Uh, so what you want to see from from Kirby and Miller tonight or the next few days is you want to see them go, you know, I, I think it's more important for them to, how do I word this? Like it's great if they could go seven innings, you know, but right. – I think if they if you can only go five and, and they're kind of struggling, don't push them for a six or a seven. Your bullpen is in really good shape right now. Mm-hmm. Trust it. Uh, so what I'm looking for from Miller and Kirby is, you know, just go five or six, keep your team in the ball game. Don't have your team chasing for this bullpen. You have to have a lead going into the sixth, seventh inning against this team. And, you know, the Mariners did that. They were up six to nothing after the fourth. Um, and you don't have to worry about the bullpen. Uh, in that situation, you'd like to see him do it tomorrow, which means the bolt, which means the starters, they have to, you know, get off to relatively quick starts. Don't fall behind in the count. Don't fall behind on the scoreboard and just kind of allow the offense to work at the very least five, six innings, two, three runs, give the offense a shot uh, to score. And, and hopefully they can do it before the bullpen comes in. So um, Kirby's really tough to predict right now. Like he had a, let's see, was last outing good or bad? It was okay. Yeah. So Kirby's kind of been, you know, good, bad, good, bad. Didn't he give so, up like 16 hard hit balls or something like that? Yeah, but he only gave Stuff. up two two earned runs. Yeah, well, yeah. it was three, but it should have been two. Right. Um, so yeah. Uh and Baltimore is the is the team that ambushed Kirby last year. Yeah. Um, if you remember, I think it was in Camden Yards. I think he gave up no, four it was in runs. He gave up four runs. It was, okay, it four it was runs uh, Carlos Santana's first game as a Mariner. Oh, one of nice. the first games as a Mariner, nice. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember he had a great outing against uh, Baltimore and then like a terrible one, uh, but they ambushed him. Uh, yeah. They they were very aggressive on the fastball up early. We know that Kirby likes to work at the top rail with that fastball. I think he's going to have to be at the knees or lower with the fastball early, steal some strikes, go counter to your uh, scouting report. And then I think it's going to be very important for, for Kirby. There's a lot of switch hitters in this lineup, so it's a little bit tough. Um, mm. But I think the slider uh, is going to be extremely important for Kirby. Um, and for Miller again, it's the fastball, right? Like there's no great secret to, right. to Bryce Miller. Does he have command of his fastball? If the answer is yes, he has a chance to go deep and, and win this game for the Mariners. If the answer is no, it's probably going to be pretty ugly because we still haven't seen consistency out of the breaking stuff, uh, or at least enough of it to think that he can kind of, you know, work his way through the lineup without his good fastball. So we'll see, but the, the scouting report on Miller is, is really easy to just, is the fastball going to be at the letters or higher? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just going to tickle the the strike zone or is he going to be in the middle of the plate? You know, so I, I know you like that word. 
So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what it is, but obviously you want these two guys to, um, you're more worried. You're not so much worried that they need to eat innings. They need to just throw up zero. Right. Well, you can do that because of the last two days where the bullpen should be in fantastic shape tomorrow. Well, you picked up a game on the Astros tonight. You picked up a game on the Angels tonight. Uh, didn't pick up a game on the Rangers. They they beat the Yankees tonight. But uh, you're now... Picked up a game on the Yankees and Baltimore. Yeah, and picked up a game on the Blue Jays, who lost to the mm-hmm. A's. But that doesn't count, right? Because games against the A's, they don't count. Yeah. The, the Mariners' seven wins against the A's, they don't count. Well, you can say the same about the Rockies. Right, yeah. Yeah, the, the the Rockies uh were down three two to the Angels late in that game and they ended up winning seven to four. So common Angels L. <laughs> uh so yeah, so you're okay. two you're you're two and a half back of the Angels. Uh you're mm-hmm. you're three back of the Astros right now. Uh it would be nice to to gain a little more ground on those guys before the end of the weekend. So uh continue to do this. That would be my recommendation to the Seattle Mariners. Uh, score 13 runs again. Why not? Dare to dream. I'd settle for six, but 13 would be exceptional. I I'll take anything that results in a win personally. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep winning. Just win baby. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, uh, that national series goes and the race series goes but uh you could go into that houston series right before the all-star break and you're in within striking distance of them in the standings i feel pretty good about it so yeah let's aim for that as the as the goal the rest of the way here for the next week and a half ty's still chasing the astros they they live in my head rent free what can I say? I think I think Ty would be okay with this season if the Mariners miss the playoffs, but they still finish with more they, wins than the Astros. He'd be yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. They went 87 and, and 75 and they missed the playoffs, but the Astros went 86 and 76. And so that'll keep me warm in the winter. Hey man, you you know, I gotta adapt right right now. We don't we don't know what's gonna happen with this season. Gotta adapt expectations and, and goals, you know. So maybe eventually that becomes the uh, the thing for me. <laughs> what do you how many games you say they were back at the playoff spot right now? Uh, I don't know. Because uh, LA had one, and you're two two and a half back of them. Yeah, let's uh, let's look up old MLB.com here live on the show. This is great radio. Yeah, uh, we got eight minutes to play with. Yeah the uh, the Mariners are three back of the Yankees. The, the Yankees just uh, replaced the Angels for the third wild card spot. So. Three back with like eighty-eight to play. Yeah. How many teams out of three? Well, four, 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 four four ahead of them. Okay, so I got some work to do, but non-zero chance they go into the All-Star break like in a wild card spot. As crazy as that is to say, but hey, man, yeah, they're uh, they're game and a half back of Boston. They're Two and a half back of Toronto, two and a half back of LA, and then you know three back of of New York. So I feel pretty good about them surpassing Boston. Uh, Toronto right now is not playing well; like their pitching is a is a massive issue. And Matt Chapman is swinging it better the last few days, but he's obviously fallen off a cliff since his amazing April. So I, I think they're pretty weak, and the Angels are the Angels. 
So the Angels have started out hot in previous years, and we know how that's gone. So I'll like if they make the playoffs, if they're contending, you know, in September, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But for now, I'm gonna go with what my gut says, and that's that they're gonna be who they are at some point. Right. Um, yeah, it's still open. It's still wide open for the Mariners. They have to seize it. Like they're not just gonna get it handed to them. And the fact that they played so quite literally the definition of mediocre. Like they've been a very mediocre baseball team this year. And yet they're still like, they could be in a playoff position with a good week, (laughs) you know, like that just speaks to how wide open the American league still is. And and the Mariners do need to take advantage of that. And they could start by winning this series in Baltimore, getting home with at least a split of this road trip, which we talked about was going to be critically important uh, for them to do. You know, I guess the good news is they've avoided absolute disaster. You couldn't go one and five. You'd yep. really like to not go two and four. That really makes it difficult. You just go three and three or four and two. You imagine if they sweep this series, the vibes quickly turn around. Um, and all of a sudden, like team people are talking about you again as like, oh, you better watch the Mariners. They're making their run. But this team has been so up and down, back and forth. It's it's tough to trust it until you see it. But uh, you know, it's 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 good. On nights like tonight, it's easier to see that uh, that possibility than it was after the first two games in New York. Yeah. So good hey, good times. All, all I'm gonna say is that 39 and 37 looks pretty good heading into a series against the Washington Nationals. Just I'm just gonna put that out there into the ether. Oh. 38 and 38 is also fine, but yes, it's that's fine. That's cool. 39 and 37 is better though. Sure. If you sweep the series against Baltimore, you can kind of win two out of three against Washington. You might be able to drop one. No, you should also. You should, also you should probably sweep them, but you, you, know, should, you, you should. You should sweep Baltimore. You should sweep Washington, and you should sweep Tampa Bay. Yes, because if there's one thing we know about the Mariners: they do fantastically against uh, teams with 500 records. That all that that narrative changes this upcoming today week, or this this well, this weekend really this oh. this weekend yeah. Hopefully we'll see yeah. if we even get to play the next two um, bad weather reports. Oh, really? In Baltimore. I, I thought they were saying on the broadcast that it looked pretty good for tomorrow. Oh, okay. That'd be great. Uh, it is an afternoon game, but I did see thunderstorms earlier today. So we'll see. But. I mean, if it, if it rains again, I can do more rain puns on the show. So I know you love that. That's, that's the face of someone who, who really enjoys rain puns. Look at that face. Hopefully. All right, we're getting too unhinged now. It's it's time to hop off. It's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Again, you can catch the rest of this Mariners Orioles series on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast, Sirius XM via the SXM app. Do it if you're not able to watch the, uh, the game on TV uh, or the games on TV this weekend. All you have to do is go to the SXM app and search Mariners. That's it. Simple as that. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Lockdown Mariners. That's one word, Lockdown Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 13-1 win over the Baltimore Orioles. Have yourself a beautiful baseball night, and we'll see you next time. Peace.